I recently read the story of a woman named Janisha Watts. And Janisha grew up in a housing project in Kentucky. Uh, her mother was addicted to cocaine. And her father was out of the picture. So Janisha grew up with all of the needs, all of the disadvantages of, of not having two parents. And in fact, she didn't have two parents. She didn't really even have one parent. She had maybe a, a half of a parent. But her father was not entirely absent. Occasionally, now and then, he would stop by. And, and when he stopped by, he might even make a promise to help out with something or a promise to, to be there for a, a special time. When she was a little girl, she writes about one such promise that he made to her. Janisha says, one time he promised to take me to the zoo. The night before, I ironed my black jeans until they had a white crease from the starch. I even ironed my underwear. I was picturing the day to come. He would take me to the gift shop and to McDonald's. He'd let me order anything on the menu. In the morning, I wore my favorite purple sweater and a new white ribbon in my pigtails. I went outside to wait because waiting outside would help speed his arrival. I watched the road, leaving my post only to go to the bathroom or to answer the ringing phone. I hoped it was him, calling to assure me that he was on his way. My granny kept saying, he's not coming, Janisha. I waited until the sun set. He didn't even call the next day or the day after that. Her father was not faithful to his word. Her dad was not faithful to, to show up. What does that do to you? What does that do to you, especially as a, a little girl? Because faithfulness is an indicator of love. If you truly love someone, you'll be faithful to them. You will come when you promise to come. In, in the gospel, Jesus promises that he will show up. For those who believe, the day approaches when Jesus will come again. Jesus will return. The day is certain. No man knows the day or the hour except for the Father, but he surely comes. And so in this meal, we take bread. And what that tells us is that Jesus came the first time, took on flesh, and it tells us that he retains the flesh and he will come again in the same flesh and body. And in this meal, we also, we take wine. We remember from that that Jesus loves you. He loves you with a faithful love, and you're his. He purchased you with his blood, and he will surely come for his own. And so in this meal, when you take the supper, you are taking hold of your adoption papers. You are taking hold of the legal certificate that certifies that Jesus is your brother and Jesus will come for you. He filled the paperwork. He filed it and he's going to come on that date. And so Jesus arranged this, this supper. It's, it's a new Passover meal and it says, he says, do this and remember me as you do this. And we expect that spiritually he feeds the life that's in us as we do it. And so if you know Jesus 
And through knowing Jesus, you know the Father. And the Holy Spirit is working in you this new life, this new family connection. This supper is for you. We invite you to come and take this supper. If you don't know Jesus in this way, if you have not made this commitment and made this faith declaration in him, this isn't a supper for you. This supper would not help you. And so just take it all and watch it. And maybe this is a time where you can start to engage with your questions for Jesus. You can ask us questions about it. Um, but, but don't take the supper. It's only for people who have been committed, adopted into this relationship. But we are glad you're here with us. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we pray that in this supper, we would feed on you, that you would take the bread and take the wine, and that we would be feeding on you, your body, your blood, your life for us, your death for us, and your resurrection for us. So come to us, Lord, and show us that by these tokens, you established your faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.